Well, good morning, everybody. Hi, it's good to see you again today, and um, a special happy Father's Day to those dads of you out there today. I hope you've been spoiled this morning, or or going to get spoiled at some point today. And uh, yeah, just pray have a great day, really. But we're here together this morning, aren't we, to worship Jesus together. Um, this time next week, actually, I'll say a little bit more about it in just a little while, but uh, this time next week, we'll be going back to uh, in-person meetings every other week. And, uh, and so you'll be able to stay either on stream here and watch us or, you know, at, um, or, or join us in person down at Chalkstone. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, just a week to go to that. Um, but today we're together on here. We're going to worship God together. We're going to hopefully engage with the heart of God. And I just trust and pray at the end of our time together this morning, some of us will be a little bit more strengthened. Some of us will be more focused on our walk with God. Some of us will just be refreshed in our, work, in our, in our souls and, and in our relationship with Jesus. So let me just pray. We're going to go into a time of worship. And then after that, I'm going to share, um, share a message, uh, share the message this morning. And off the back of that, uh, have a bit of an extended time. Of, of sung worship. So Lord Jesus, we love you and we think you're amazing. And I just want to pray, Lord, this morning that as we gather together this morning, that we will hear uh, from you, God, that Lord, we will connect with your heart, that Lord, every one of us will have a sense of your manifested presence, Lord, in our own uh, space, whether it's our living room or wherever we are, Lord, today, we'll just get a sense of your manifested presence. We love you, God. Thank you that you are the great Father God, the one who loves us as a father should love us. And we pray today that we will know and sense you smiling upon us. We love you, God. Amen. Great. Okay, well, let's just worship together, shall we, in this, in this beautiful song. What a beautiful name.
Thank you, Lord Jesus, that your name is above all names, Lord, and your name is, uh, you know, that name that we can trust and love. And so, just excuse me one moment. I, my camera got knocked. There we go. Brilliant. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, just a couple of notices this morning, just to um, mention to you that, uh, as, I, as I said just a little while ago, um, next Sunday we are going to uh, start in in person services again. Um, you know, the announcements this week have meant that we now um, are going to have to sort of have, you know, what the existing, um, uh, the existing um, social distancing rules and all that sort of stuff. But, but they are a little bit more relaxed since when we did it at Easter. So we will be able to get a few more folks into the hall. Um, we're booking up to about 50 into the hall. Um, and, but you will need to book, okay? And so uh, on the weekly email, there's, um, you can book or you can just let me know uh, or, or just email the office admin at rolcc.org.uk. Um, and, um, you know, you need to book. We're also next Sunday because it's, uh, you know, on, uh, hopefully the weather will be great and everything. We thought, you know, we're allowed to have a pic up to groups of 30 outside. So we're going to have a picnic outside. Um, if there's more than 30 of us and there already is <laughs> for the picnic, then we will have multiple groups and we'll have to just make sure you don't mix and stuff outside um, afterwards and we'll let you know which groups to go in and we'll get that all organised. Okay, so please be great if you can join us in person next week. If you don't feel ready for that, then we will still stream the, the service and, uh, and still just log in like you are today and that will be no problem. Okay, brilliant. So look out for that in the emails. If you don't get the weekly emails, then just you know either you know let me know or add, email the office or ring you know myself or Jenna or Amy, and we'll just make sure you get booked in if if, if the spaces are still there. Great. Okay. And if we get over fifty people, then we'll try and make sure the next time we do it, you know you get priority. So. Um, so it's going to be every other week, um, certainly until the end of the summer holidays, and then we'll see where we go from there. Hey, brilliant. Um, and just to say as well, I, I don't know if you, how you, whether you've been engaging with the Luke, reading Luke this week. I hope you have, and I hope you've got on well with it. And um, so we're carrying on again this week with Luke. And uh, I've posted a couple of reflections on, uh, on Facebook a couple of times. Maybe I'll do a little bit more of that this week as well. Feel free to do the same yourselves, you know. Um, but let me just encourage you just to read a chapter of Luke a day. And as you, after you've read it, just to write down or to, you know, on your phone or on a bit of paper, you know, or whatever, on a, on a little book or whatever, just, just write your thoughts for the day, just journal. So, so basically what I'm suggesting is you pray, ask God to reveal things to you from the scriptures, um, read and then journal and then share, okay? And just share that in your connect groups and in your connect groups, talk around that this week. We you know, only had one, uh, there was only two of us in our connect group this week, but we had a good talk about the things that we've been reading. Really, really great. I mean, I think that we learn best when we think for ourselves and then we discuss with others. And, um, you know, that's, that's really great. So, yeah, engage with that. And then alongside that, we're also looking to pray together in our connect groups more. And I'm encouraging you to hook up with your prayer couplets if you did that earlier in the year or to find some or to pray with a friend. You can do it on, over the phone. You can do it on Zoom. You can do it in person, actually, if it's just a couple of you uh, these days. And, and just pray for more of the sense of God's Holy Spirit upon us as we seek to represent Jesus, for more of the gifts of the Spirit, for us to know how to help people that have true, genuine needs, and, and for that sense of just knowing God in all that we do. Hey, so, brilliant. Great, okay, just one second, just gonna take a little sip of water.
And um, yeah, I just thought this morning actually that I would share um, at the beginning of our time together. I hope that's okay. And um, I, I had a message all prepared and stuff this weekend, and then I just felt like maybe I should just talk a little, have a little bit of a Father's Day message. And so um, we'll come to that. So let me just pray, and then we'll get going. So Father. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity of being together this morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for um, the privilege of being able to engage with one another. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would stir our hearts and speak to us this morning. I pray that the things that are from me, that they will fall to one side, Lord, but the things that are from you will burn in our hearts and cause us to be more like Jesus and to be more effective in our capacity to serve him. We love you, God, and we think you're amazing. Amen. Sorry, you're going to have to have some dad jokes, all right? It's Father's Day. It's mandatory, I'm afraid. And, um, yeah, so, two guys walk into a bar. The third ducked. <laughs> what did the police officer say to his belly button? This is a real dad joke, this one. What did the police officer say to, a belly but to his belly button? You're under a vest. <laughs> What do, you call a, what do you call it when a group of apes starts a company? Monkey business. <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, dear. Let me think of one more. One more, shall we? One more. What do you think? Oh. What, want to know why nurses like red crayons? Because sometimes they have to draw blood. Boom, boom. Do you want some more? I can carry on if you like. Just put it on the feed. I'd be more than happy for you to... Come back and get, get a few more dad jokes is, is, if, if that's what you really want, you know. <laughs> yeah, you actually, you thought they were funny, Belinda. Well done. Brilliant. Okay, encourage me. So we're going to think about um, uh, Father's Day today, you know. And I've had a conversation with somebody recently. And, um, and for that particular person, um, you know, I was talking with them and they were saying, well, actually, Father's Day, well, I'll go along with it just to keep in with everybody else, really. But for me... It's not such a great day. <laughs> Dad's not really around, and why would I want to really think about that? And um, and and I know for, for for many of us, you know, Father's Day, it's one of those days where it, it's not as you know everybody's up, up and gooey and lovey and all about that, and it's actually quite a painful day. And so, in one sense, that often makes me feel, you know, that I should avoid talking too much on Father's Day or Mother's Day or making too much of it or. Um, but then actually alongside that there is actually something to be said about our relationship with God isn't there and, and, and so although I appreciate it's a difficult term for some of us for many of us it's, it's a positive you know personally you know I, I grew up um, with a great role model as a father and you know and I thank God for my dad and he you know he exampled fatherhood to me in so many ways and, and, and to be honest with you I love being a dad you know and it's one of the most uh, you know joyful things of my life really, is, to be, is being a dad and and so you know for some of us it's a really positive thing isn't it you know um but actually none of us experience perfect fatherhood do we none of us either experience it or live it you know i know i'm not the perfect dad by any means and you know some of my most shameful moments when i think back and think oh how i didn't do that or i did that wrong or i shouldn't have said this or i shouldn't have done that you know and, and so none of us are perfect but actually, you know, Jesus used the term 
an awful lot about his relationship with God, didn't he? And, his, and Jesus, you know, in fact, actually, um, Jesus, every single time that he prayed, he referred to God as Father, except once. Every time that he prayed, um, he addressed God as Father. And in fact, you know, whenever Jesus, when Jesus spoke about God, he, he spoke about him as, as Father, didn't he? Um, in the Gospels, um, he uses the term over 165 times in relation to God, whether he's talking about God in an illustrative sense um, to, to teach us, or whether he's inviting us into that terminology in relation to the way that we talk, about, we talk to God, uh, or whether he's talking about or whether he is addressing God. And in, in, in John's Gospel, you know, in Matthew, Mark and Luke, it, the term is used 65 times. In John's Gospel, it's used over 100 times <laughs> or 100 times. And that's intriguing, isn't it? Because John is often, we've often referred to John as the disciple that Jesus loved. Because that's how he referred to himself. You know, John never actually explicitly mentions himself in his gospel, but he does refer to himself as the one that Jesus loved. And there's something about John that captured the love relationship with Jesus, the love of God, the love. And, the, and, and, and out of that, it seemed, I think it's perhaps significant that he is the God, that in the John's gospel, we see the terminology of father used so much more. And alongside that, we are referred to as the children of God, aren't we? Some translations prefer the terminology of son, but actually the term that is used, or the terms that are used for son or sonship, are generic terms that, that can actually just really include the idea of childhood in the main. A few contexts where it you know, almost demands, demands son, son, or more male terminology, but actually it's... it's it can mean son or daughter or children in the, in the, you know in 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 um, you know none sort of specific sense and so so it is the language of the gospels and the new testament and in that sense um, you know what does that mean for us and 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 what about that one time that one time when jesus didn't use the term uh, father and he spoke to God as God. You know, that, that one term was when Jesus was on the cross. And in that moment, uh, in that moment on the cross, he was covered with our sin. He took his sin into our body, into his body. He became sin for us. And in that moment, when he is clothed with, with the sin of humanity, with every sin, everything that you or I or anyone has ever done, every type of sinfulness, every type of wickedness, everything that is damaging and evil in, in humanity and in this world, in that moment, when Jesus was clothed with that, he experienced a temporary relational separation from his father and he declared, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it seems to me that in that moment what we get is the idea that sin, and when we say sin we talk, we're talking about those things which, which are destructive to our well-being, destructive to the way that we can live, you know, that, that, don't, that undermine our capacity to live life to the max and to the best of God. You know, that, those things, that, that those things, when, when he was clothed with those things, somehow or another, in that moment, 
um, in that moment, um, he experienced the separation from God. And sin damages that intimacy. Sin damages the intimacy that we would normally outwork with God. The amazing thing, of course, is that Jesus worked through that on the cross. And he came through that. And, and having borne our sin on the cross, he comes to the other side of that. And his last words were, "My you know, Father, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And then alongside that, Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven. He invites us into that relationship with God that is based around fatherhood. And we have to ask ourselves, what does that say? Because like I said earlier, for some of us that conjures up really positive stuff, for some of us that conjures up something that's not quite so easy to swallow. Um, let me just get my a little bit more organised here. There you go. So how did the rest of the New Testament understand this? How did the rest of the... Well, Paul, writing in Galatians chapter 3 uh, through to 4 and Romans chapter 8, pretty much says the same thing. And so I'm going to read that now and then we're just going to... I'm just, going to, I'm just sharing some reflections this morning that I hope will help us and generate some thoughts for us this morning. Okay, so... Let's turn to Romans chapter 8, shall we? Verses 12 through 17. I'm just going to read this to you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. He's talking here about the life in the Spirit. He's talking about the freedom that comes from the life in the Spirit and, uh, and about overcoming the things that control us. In, uh, and, and, and he talks about that as, like, as a form of slavery. And, and so then he says, an obligation not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. In other words, those things are destructive, they're harmful. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are children. Some translations, sons of God. Now just a little note in that as well is that there's this Romans chapter 8, in the original language there is a little bit of a play on terminology in the Greek that we can't really pick up in translation. And, and this little term here is, is a term that implies maturity. It doesn't necessarily imply um, that somebody is just, you know, that what, what happens at birth, you're just become a son or a daughter, don't you? You're born into that family and there's no uh, qualitative mention in that. It's just a genetic, a gene uh, a genetic thing. Um, whereas this implies maturity and it could be implied to a, somebody's genetic uh, child or it could be applied to their adopted child in the context of the day. And this term was the term that was always used of Jesus when he called himself the Son of God or when he re refers to himself as the Son of God. It is this term they use. It implies maturity. And so we, as we are led by the Spirit of God, we are being drawn into maturity in our childhood, in our, to becoming mature children of God. Um, so how is the Holy Spirit leading you in your walk with God? He is leading you towards maturity. It's a beautiful thought, isn't it? 
For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but, um, but you received the spirit of sonship. Now in Galatians, it talks about uh, slavery in relation to uh, sin um, and, and receive the spirit of sonship. Now this time, the sonship um, has to do or charge, it has to do with that none, it doesn't describe maturity or no maturity, it's just the fact that you, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Again, that, that testifying with, that we are God's children, that is the sort of born into the family type thing. No, no qualitative statement about that. Then, then, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And there's so much I'd love to talk about here. But I just, in the purposes of what we're talking about today here, I want to just notice that the Spirit uh, cries out and that by Him we cry, by the Spirit that who we have received from God, we are crying out, Abba, Father. You see, when you became a Christian and in that moment you became, when you became a Christian, you received the Spirit of God into your life. He began to cause something in you to yearn and to call. And that calling involves us calling out to God, Abba, Father. Now that expression, Abba, Father, is only used three times in the New Testament. It's used here, it's used in Galatians chapter 3, first, in Galatians chapter 4, uh, in a very similar way. That Paul seems Paul's teaching pretty much the same thing. And it is used when we see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, in, um, let me see if I've got the exact quote for you. Um, in, um, oh, I have got it here somewhere. Yeah, it's used in, in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus is um, praying before he was about to be betrayed before he's about to go to the, um, um, through all the suffering, before his crucifixion, before he's about to go to, cruci to, to be crucified. And he's praying in those last moments of his physical life on earth, praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying with such intensity that he sweats drops of blood. And as he's in that moment, he says, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. You see, I think it's interesting that when we get a glimpse into the most intimate moment of Jesus' prayer life, we see that he is declaring, he's calling God Abba, Father. Now this term Abba was a, was a, is, a, is a more intimate sense of the term Father and, and, and it literally is like the little kid crying out, Daddy, Daddy. And in the, um, in the sort of rabbinic literature of the day, um, it, it forbade uh, the, um, the, the, the rabbis of the day, they, they forbade um, a slave you, you referring to their master uh, in this, using the term Abba. They could use the term father, Peter, but they couldn't use the term Abba. In other words, a slave could not use this term. And so it's interesting that Paul in Galatians 8 and in, um, and, uh, sorry, in Romans 8 and in Galatians picks up this term, doesn't he, in this sense and, and in the, where he's talking about not being held captive and slavery, in slavery to sin. And he talks about how we are in this father relationship. We are not, we are not slaves to sin. 
In other words, the Father. The Spirit in us is calling out, is calling out, Father, release me from sin. Let me to find this relationship with you that somehow or another pearls away all that is broken in humanity, all that is harmful in humanity, all that is, is destructive in humanity because I am no longer a slave to those things and the deeper I get into my child-father relationship with you, the more I will discover that you help me to overcome all that is bad in life. You help me to overcome all that is harmful, all that is wicked and you want the best for me and you want life for me. And I just love the way that the, the Trinitarian God works in this way, that we are called to into this relationship with the Father by the Spirit. He yearns, He causes us to yearn for Him. He causes us to cry out, Abba, Father. And Jesus comes and says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And in that He says, you know, take a look at me and you will see what true fatherhood is like. If you take a look at me, you will see what this real relationship with God can be like. And in, the, in, and in that moment, Jesus calls us into that relationship along with the Spirit. And they work together in this Trinitarian God to call us into a life that is defined by a God who wants to set us free from all that is harmful and all that is wicked and all that is destructive and to discover something of a true fatherhood in Him. Now, of course, there's loads more things that we could talk about here today and, um, and lots of other things that we could think about. But I want to just pause and rest on those thoughts just for a moment today. See, Jesus taught us to pray, didn't he? He taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven. And he would have been pushing the point in that moment. Now, Jesus got into hot water with the, with the religious leaders of the day. They didn't like that. They didn't like the fact that when Jesus called God his Father, they said, you know, well, you know, it's like you're making yourself equal with God. And, and Jesus, you know, messes with them a little bit and, and, and causes them to actually realize that they did actually think of God as their Father in one sense. But they were living in this realm where God was not relational in the way that a Father image is relational. Jesus is inviting us into a relationship with God. He's inviting us into a relational view of God. And he's showing and then he shows us what that's like. When he taught us to pray our Father who is in heaven, I believe he's inviting us to think about the Father who is perfect. You see, if you've had a, a good role model for a father, that's great. But there is an even higher role model as a father. I realise that as a human father, my example, above all other examples, is the way that God relates to us. I realise that as a human father, that, that my primary role as a father is to be introducing my children to the father who is perfect. The imagery of the father in heaven is the Father who is perfect, in the place of perfection. It's not in the place of out there and away from us. It is, it is the 
place it is the place of perfection and the father who is in heaven the perfect father my responsibility as a father is to be saying to my children there is one who is higher than i there is one who is better than i there is one who can give you things that I cannot give you and I want you to know him first and I want you to call him father as well that's part of my role as a father for some of us where that imagery of it's a difficult prayer to pray our father because of all that it conjures I just want to say to you that Jesus is inviting you in those words to process that pain and to walk through that and to realize that you are not alone because there is a father who is with you wherever you go. There is a Father in heaven, the God of heaven wants to be with you wherever you are. And, and, and there is a Father who says to you, I can show you a different pattern, a one that involves being with you, a one that involves being consistent with you, a one that, that involves telling you words of love, that, a, one that, a Father that will bring discipline but will be fair with his discipline, one who will help you to strengthen your, those feeble knees and to and, and to get up and get walking again and, uh, and one who will hold your hand through the most difficult moments there is a father who would be perfect and walk that journey with you so on this Father's Day 2021 let me just say to you there is a father who helps you overcome the slavery of sin and he wants to walk the journey with you. And if you're a Christian today, the Spirit of God is at work within you to draw you towards that. And you will feel that yearning, that yearning to discover God in his fullness as Father. And there will be something that's not quite settled until we find that place where we can yearn, Abba Father. And if you've lived in that, you're just talking to God as God. Help me, I'll let me invite you today to start talking to him as Father. Talking to him as Abba Father. To be letting the cry of your heart come out. There's some of us today that just need to get before God in the way that Jesus got before God in the Garden of Gethsemane and say, Abba, Dad, Daddy, this is tough. I need you, I need you to strengthen me. I need you to show me what true love looks like. And if you're a dad today, enjoy your day, won't you? Enjoy, you know, what comes your way today, if it's good and enjoyable. But choose to be like the God of heaven in the way that you father, won't you? Take a look at the way that God relates to us. Take a good look at the loving God he always has the best in mind for us. And let that shape the way you father, hey? So today, encourage your dad somewhere, won't you? <laughs> today, encourage your dad somewhere and just say, you know, it's a tough job, but hey, be blessed. And if you're a dad today who just thinks, you know, I've got some things to put right, please, please do that, won't you? And rely on your heavenly father to help you outwork that. Going to play a little video now. Trust that it's helpful, and um, yeah. And then from that, we're going to go straight into a time of worship. And in that time of worship, you just need to rest and settle in God. Then do that when you just let the love of God overwhelm you.
Okay, let me just find this video. Father's Day is a day to celebrate our dads and say a big thank you for all they do. For their love, hard work, wisdom and support. For walking with us through the highs and lows. For being there through the tears and big steps and struggles and sorrows and joys and laughter. But for some of us, Father's Day is a hard day, a sad day. Some of us had dads who didn't look after us well. Some of us are remembering dads who are no longer here or children we have lost. Our relationships might be complicated, strained or broken. But whatever our earthly fathers are like, our Heavenly Father is far greater, far more dependable and far more loving. God the Father sent God the Son into the world to bring his children home and adopt us into his family forever. Even the cost of his son's life wasn't too high a price to pay for his loved ones. So we can say thank you to our dads for all the ways, big and small, seen and unseen, that they reflect our heavenly father, the best father ever. of what they think you're like but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night and you tell me that you're pleased and I'm never alone you're a good good father to you
Well, everything lives where the river runs, eh? Let's just pause a moment just to thank you, Lord, for just reflect on that, shall we? Just do you need today something of the pouring out of the Spirit of God upon your soul, upon your life, upon your heart? Everything lives where the river flows. Now, if that's you today, I just want to pray for the blessing of God, for the flowing of His Spirit upon your life today. Oh God, thank you, Lord. We're going to break bread now, and just as we do, let's just reflect upon how Jesus releases so much to us, doesn't he? So much of his life and of his uh, expectations and, and of the adventures of life. You know, he, he draws us to more and yet strengthens us when we're in those moments when we feel closed in. He expands our world and he sits with us when it's not. Oh Lord. So let me just give you a moment, just reflect on where you are with Jesus today. Are you in a great place? In a place where you think, yeah, we need to step up a little bit where I need to, or in a place where you just need to even just say hello to him again. Or even for the first time. Just let you talk to Jesus just for a moment. So Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had broken it, he said, Take this, eat this, do this in remembrance of me. For this is my body, broken for you. Let's take bread, shall we? And on that same night, he took the wine, when he blessed it, he said to them, "Take this. This blood is represents, and the blood represents his, his blood, which was shed for us, and which brings us into a new eternal covenant." Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, in the light of the sacrifice of Christ and all that He released the yearning of the Spirit and the leading and the guiding of the Spirit in our lives and the, the, the heart of the Father. Let's pray, shall we? Pray for some of the things that... We, if you've got things that you'd like to put on the prayer, um, uh, on, on the uh, feed, then please feel free to do that. Um, one thing I would like is just to pray for this morning, just to, 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 to let you know, we prayed for a brother of mine, Emmanuel, last week, a good friend of mine who goes back many, many years. And... Uh, first house I stayed at in Uganda actually probably almost 30 years ago and um, sadly he, he caught COVID this week and, um, and as a result of that he had problems with his heart, he already had an existing heart problem and he passed away on Thursday. So we can just pray for Emmanuel's family, they had the funeral yesterday and um, you know he was a, a lovely brother who I loved, deep, loved deeply and um, so we can just pray for his family, his wife's called Irioth and uh, he's got nine children. Um, they're all grown up now, but they also had young children living with them as well. You know, just as many African homes do, you know. And, but a real sort of father figure to the community there as well. And yeah, so if we can just pray for his family, that would be great. 
and anybody else that you know you've got things that you just need to just lift up before God while we're praying then do that as well won't you so Father we just want to pray this morning that Lord you would just work with us today Lord I pray thank you God we just thank you that you are at work and we thank you that we are moving towards a time when restrictions are eased in our own nation Lord we pray Lord that this last little push Lord will Will, material, you know, will, will produce the ability, Lord, to be able to get back to some resemblance of normal life. We pray that, Lord, we will make wise decisions in relation to how we live our lives in this period. And we pray, Lord, for the equality, Lord. We pray for those nations around the world where there is not availability of vaccines. And we pray, God, that the decisions that were taken at the G7 come, will, will come into practice. And, and, you know, these billions of vaccines will make it to where they're meant to get to, Lord. And that, Lord Jesus, that, that that will happen swiftly. Lord, we pray for those who make decisions on our behalf, that, God, they will make wise decisions, Lord. Lord, we want to pray, Lord, for um, uh, anybody, Lord, in our own church who's going through that still, Lord, or family that are affected by it. We pray, God, for you to be with them, Lord. Lord, we pray for my brother Emmanuel's family. We pray for Irioth and for her children and all their families, Lord Jesus. For God, for you to be a strength and a comfort and a resource to them at this time, Lord, for the church there, Lord, to be able to process their grief and, Lord, to work this through. And, God, for others to come forward and to continue the, the, the work there, Lord. We thank you for him, Lord, as well. And, God, I just want to pray, Lord Jesus, that this week, that each one of us, Lord, will have a, some opportunity to express your life and your light, Lord, as only you can do through us, Lord. We love you, God. Lord, we continue to pray for this lady, Beth, and we pray, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, that um, the treatment will be effective and it will work, Father, we pray, Lord. It will work effectively and quickly. Yeah. Lord, we pray for Carl's mum, Lord. Thank you that she is improving. She's got COVID, Lord, she's in the hospital, but we just thank you that she is improving and we pray that she'll continue to improve and be able to get to a place where she no longer needs oxygen, Lord, for, to keep her sats at the right level, Lord. Lord Jesus, pray for others, Lord, that just going through this, Lord, or well, this and any other thing, we pray, God, for you, Lord, to work. And Holy Spirit, we pray for more of you, for more of you. You can do what we cannot do. You can go where we cannot go. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, Lord bless you. You have an amazing week this week, won't you? Um, we're going to sort of finish a little bit earlier this morning, just a couple of minutes early. But, um, but I just want to pray that you'll have an amazing week this week and just choose to be a blessing wherever you go. If you're enjoying Father Day's thing today, then just, you know, bring Jesus into that somehow, won't you? And, um, and just be a blessing in all that you do. So I'm going to finish with one song. I won't come back afterwards, but, um, hey, you know, be blessed. And uh, Father, we thank you for who you are and for all that you do. Thank you that we can address you as Father. Thank you that we can discover true fatherhood, Lord, in who you are, and, and we love you for it, God. We thank you that you invite us into that, and Holy Spirit, help us to flow with where you're going, and you're leading us to that place of Abba, Father. We love you for it. Thank you, God. Lord bless you. Have a great week.
Reckoning. 